During the COVID-19 global pandemic in 2020, I noticed a lot of my friends, family and clients weren't coping so well. So I sat down and recorded some ideas that I thought would help ease the pain of disruption. My name is AJ Kalatunga and this is Business as Unusual. Hey entrepreneurs, it's AJ and welcome back to Business as Unusual, clarity and confidence during uncertain times. Today's topic is heart-centered innovation. And if you've been following this series, you'll know that today is the last episode of Business as Unusual, episode 50. And my God, what a journey it's been. When I started this series, I was just, I was flooded with people in my circles who were just experiencing a lot of pain, a lot of pain. People were being so unkind to them. And, you know, I just looked around at the world and I thought, you know what, what can I do to, to just bring some spark of joy to people? And so I sat down in my cousin's backyard, which was where I was staying at the time, and just started having these chats with you. And originally it was just Corona videos, which morphed into business as unusual. Uh, you know, motivation and inspiration during hard times, and now it's clarity and confidence, and it's been an incredible journey. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about that journey because today's episode, I'm going to leave you with some new thinking of mine that happened during this pandemic. And I think once you hear the whole story of what I've gone through and you see what I've come up with, I think it'll all make sense. And so yeah, I just want to share this with you, being the last episode and all. So, ah, where do I start? Well, okay, so the pandemic hit, I started doing these videos, and my career as a professional speaker on business innovation, uh, it, it became something really interesting, because all of a sudden, my competitors all disappeared overnight. Uh, they were used to doing live events and uh, they've been around for a very long time. So it was always a case of me being uh, some sort of a challenger brand, if you will, to the industry, the meeting and events industry. And so I thought that since other speakers could not dance online like I could, I thought that would give me an incredible competitive advantage. And so, you know, I was doing these videos to keep up my skills and be presenting on stage to stay sharp. And I've sharpened my skills in ways that I could not have even done before. And so I went out to market and, you know, I got a few gigs here and there, which was great. But predominantly, uh, the majority of the events industry were just, nah, listen, we, we just, no one's doing anything. We're not doing any live events. Let's just you know, let's just stop and breathe and wait for things to come back, you know, but I refuse to do that. Why? Because no matter what is going on in the economy or the world, somewhere, somehow, someone is always making money. And I thought to myself, you know what, why can't that be me? So, you know, I kept going, I kept going with the stuff and kept going with the series and, and just kept going. And then something interesting happened. Other speakers found their digital voices online and and started doing online sessions. And all of a sudden, the events industry sort of rose up through the ashes to do online events. But I couldn't break into that because they wanted their traditional relationship trusted speakers uh, that they've had relationships over the last 30 years. They wanted those people. They didn't want to look at someone like me. And, uh, you know, they didn't want to 
take a chance with someone new, even though I could dance online, I could really perform online and give their clients and their customers something that had never been experienced before, they just weren't interested. So I sort of looked at that and I'm not gonna lie, I, I got a bit depressed over it because you know I, I bleed for my work. Um, and, and I've dedicated my life to it. This is what I do, you know, and, and my dreams of being, you know, on those big stages at those corporate conferences just sort of seemed a little bit far away and got me really upset. And whenever I've faced situations like that in life, I start to think to myself, you know, there's a message in here. There's something, something I've got to do, something I've got to discover. And so I played it quiet. I paused the series for a couple of weeks to give me some new ideas and, you know, I, I did some stuff, <laughs> I did some stuff. Uh, I won't go into it now, but some crazy adventures. Let's just say I went on a couple of crazy adventures and, and I've got stories which I'll figure out how to tell in my own unique way. And uh, so, yeah, but I was, I was constantly just sort of hit pause, practice stillness and try and look for the next opportunity for me to really, really make magic happen. And what was so interesting was that while I was on this hiatus, if you will, pausing my work, I started getting all these notifications about um, this this amazing course, a goal setting and achieving course. And people were just like, AJ, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for doing this course. I'm like, what course? What are they talking about? And then I suddenly remembered that five years ago, I recorded a couple of courses and I chuck them on Udemy. And one of them was called Ultimate Goal Setting and Achieving, and it was based on everything I learned in the subject of personal motivation. You know, I, I took the best techniques from everyone I studied over a 10-year period, and I condensed it down into this one course. And uh, and I put it up on Udemy, and and yeah, and, and I didn't hear anything back from it for many, many moons. And then I went and had a look at this, and I saw it It had got 24,000 people around the world had done this course with a 4.5 out of 5 star rating from 900 people. And I looked at that and I thought, you know what? Here's something in a saturated market that I've just dominated. What the hell is going on? And here's this other thing, the innovation and creativity thing that I'm really struggling with. What is going on here? What am I missing? And I suddenly took a look at that and I realized this is about personal development. This is a very heart-centered topic. It's important to a lot of people and they care about it. This is a very head topic. Innovation and creativity and everything is just so head. It's just all about logic, you know, solving problems, very this, not enough this. And that led me to think about the game, changing the game in a whole new way. And so I came up with this concept of heart-centered innovation. And let me show you where this fits into the whole, whole picture, right? So come and have a look at the entrepreneurial mind framework here. And you'll see it. So this is the Entrepreneurial Mind Framework, and this is the culture piece. And if you've ever seen me on stage, you know that, that I talk about, you know, everything that underpins this depends on your culture, a culture that supports innovation and creativity. And until this dark period of mine, I didn't exactly know how to articulate that culture. And I came up with this concept of heart-centered innovation, where we innovate from our heart first, 
before we play around with solving problems in our head. And so this concept of heart-centered innovation is basically got four pillars into it. You gotta care, you gotta create stuff, you gotta to commit to doing it and connect. Now the challenge was I, I knew that these were all important pillars to support heart-centered innovation, but I didn't know how they all fit together. And whenever I find something new, I run it past people in my circles to help me refine the idea, right? And so I ran it through a couple of people, Simji, Anita, and my friend Mitch, and they all gave me brilliant ideas and, and I took them all. But Mitch gave me the story that allowed me to connect all the dots. And I'd like to share that with you today. Now, before I do, I wanna tell you also what happened this morning. I got a phone call from another friend of mine, Kevin. Kev's awesome, like you'll, you'll see him around uh, in, in some of my videos. Actually, no, you won't because we haven't filmed a video together, but he's an awesome guy, right? So, so I was telling Kev this morning about this concept of heart-centered innovation and how just innovation, like people have massive failures within the organization. It just doesn't take off the way it should be, you know, and, and just, it's because people are focusing on head. They're not making people care. They're not making people innovate from their hearts. And he was like, wow, that's so true. And then he, he told me the story about innovation, right? And he goes, yeah, you're so right, AJ, like heart-centered innovation. For example, most people, when they talk about innovation, what they talk about there is just, uh, you know, we, we were, had this problem in the organization and then one day we were out at the pub and we were having a few drinks and, and all of a sudden someone threw a dart and aha, a light bulb moment went on and then I went back to the organization and I created this thing and then I shared it with the team and hey, we're implementing and we're solving this problem. You're so right, AJ. And I was like, Kev, that's not a heart-centered story, man. That's a head story. You're talking about solving problems. You're sharing a story that's really intellectual and exciting, all this stuff. It doesn't make people care, man. Let me tell you the story that Mitch shared and you'll understand what I mean. And this is the story. My mate Mitch shares the story about his dad, who is a traditional blue collar engineer and the type of guy to not use those fandangled computer thingies to solve problems. Mm, no. Mitch's dad has a much more simple set of tools, his hands. Mitch's dad builds and creates stuff with his hands and has done so throughout his entire life. And he's become the sort of person that when he's not out there fixing things with his hands, he doesn't feel like he's achieved anything. And even Mitch was telling me that when he was a young fella, he'd see his dad working out in the fields and he'd run over and wanting to be a part to help his dad out. And his dad would show him how to do something, but only once. And poor Mitch would struggle with it and couldn't quite work it out. And eventually his dad would just get so frustrated and say, look, I'll just do it, son. Don't worry about it. So that's the kind of guy he is. And then Mitch shared that his poor dad came down with Parkinson's disease. And for those of you who know about the disease, it's a degenerative disease that basically screws up the connection between your motor neurons and your brain. And you eventually end up losing use of your hands. So Mitch's mum and dad decided to be closer to family and they moved closer to his sister. They bought this rural property and his dad being his dad did not stop, gave it everything. He would constantly be fixing stuff around the house, building, creating, solving problems. And one of the problems that he solved was that he had to clean the gutters, right? So he'd hop on a ladder, perhaps when he shouldn't have, and he'd hop on this ladder and go upstairs and 
not upstairs, but climb on the roof and, and clean the gutters. But his dad knows that one day a time will come when he can't do this. And he's worried about Mitch's mum. Like, what's poor mum going to do, right? So he decides to build a system of pulleys and chains so that all his mum needs to do when his dad can no longer use his hands, his mum can just go outside, pull on these chains, and a little device will go around all the gutters and clean them. That, my friends, is heart-centered innovation. And as soon as Mitch shared that story with me, all of a sudden everything just clicked. The pieces just came together and I realized the order of the pillars and I was able to build the heart-centered innovation model. And the four components are the care, the commit, the create, and the connect. And let me walk you through each of that using the story of Mitch's dad and compare it to what happens in an organization traditionally. So first thing is you gotta care. If you don't care, no one cares. And this is the biggest problem out there in innovation land today. Everything is so up here in your head. You're solving problems, you're using analytics, data, whatever. It doesn't come from your heart. So that when you talk about innovation, it's very head fluffy. And yeah, it's cool and all that, but it doesn't really connect you emotionally to something. And that's the first missing piece. Now, once you've got that care and people care about solving a problem, you've got to get people committed to solving that problem. Now, let's say within an organization that you actually get people committed, but they just don't care, well, then they get burnt out, right? So you've got to have those two pillars. You've got to care, you've got to commit. The other mistake that I see in organizations is if they're not committed, some innovation driver person, the, the change manager or the innovation manager there, if they, they involve others, they don't get them committed, they get people involved. And there's a big difference between those two. For those of you who follow me on LinkedIn, you'll know every Monday I put out a Motivational Monday joke. And a couple of weekends, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I shared the joke, the story about the pig and the chicken. And this is the story. The pig and the chicken are walking around, uh, walking along a road, socially distanced, of course. And the chicken turns to the pig and says, hey, we should start a restaurant. And the pig says, well, what pray tell would we call it? And the chicken thinks for a moment and says, let's call it ham and eggs. And the pig says, uh-uh, no, because in that case, I would be committed, but you'd only be involved. The chicken produces the egg. The pig has to die to give up the ham. That's the difference between involved and committed. So you gotta be committed. Now, the third step is you gotta create a solution. And, and some organizations, they rush to this without getting committed, committed people or getting commitment from people. And, and some people just don't even care. They rush to create the solution. And the problem when you create a solution when you don't have the other two is that you have a solution that no one really cares about. And we see this time and time again in organizations doing digital transformation. They come up with all these fandangled systems that are, that are the brainchild of silo departments, but the rest of the organization works completely differently. Now they've created a, a viable solution, but no one cares and no one's committed to implementing it. Problem, right? So once you create, the last piece of the puzzle is that you have to connect with people and share emotional stories to help others buy into it. And again, this is what happens. Like Kevin was saying, 
you know what, we had this problem in the organization and we met with several experts and then we got a lot of data on it and then we came up with a solution and it was fantastic. And what do people do when they hear that story? Yeah, great, but that's not really our company. It's not our industry. I don't know. It just falls apart. But pretty much all innovation speakers, they talk like that, right? So there's a fundamental flaw. Now consider that traditional organization experience with what Mitch's dad did. First of all, he cared. He cared that he was gonna lose the use of his hands. And because he cared, he was committed to finding a solution, to creating that solution. And what did he do? He actually created it after he cared and committed. And what else did he do? He connected with his mom and said, hey, you don't have to go up on a ladder to clean the gutters. You don't need to hire anyone else. You can just pull these chains and clean the gutters. And so through that story of connection that Mitch shared with me, I'm able to share that story with you and you're able to share it with anyone else. And it's a great story of innovation. It's a great story of heart-centered innovation. And I hope now that you understand when you saw when I said earlier on why I needed to tell you the story of what's been happening to me over these last few months during this Business as Unusual series. Because even though I've gone through stuff myself, I know all of us have, this pandemic has affected all of us, whether or not we like to admit it or not. In some way, shape or form, we have all been affected by it. But I have not been, I've not chosen to let it be wasted. As I say in my keynote, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And during this process of what I've gone through and what I've shared with you today, I've come up with this. And this is the missing piece that I'm going to take forward now. So that, entrepreneurs, is the final episode of Business as Unusual. Thank you so much for being a part of this series and connecting with me these last few months. And I hope I've given you something, this, this idea to take forward and implement real change in your organization and let's all work together to go out there and make the world a better place and if i can ask you for one small favor i want to tell more heart-centered innovation stories and i need your help this is not available anywhere on the interwebs the stories that i want to share and tell they're stories that exist out there but they're not published and i was hoping that if any of you have these crazy stories of innovation within your businesses or organizations or even your family please get in touch with me and share these stories with me so that i can build up a body of work that can inspire others to do amazing things and uh, the second thing is if you're an innovation manager out there and you really want to build that culture of innovation within your organization or business please get in touch with me so that i can step you through each of these components and help you come up with the best possible plan of action for your business or your organization. All right, that's me done. For the last time, thank you so much for being a part of this series. Whatever happens in business and in life, I wish you nothing but success. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it an appropriate thumbs up on whatever platform you're consuming it on and subscribe for future episodes. If this was a visual episode and you need to see what I was talking about, you can find links to the video version in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Oh,